0: Steve King and Johnny Putman of WGN Radio. And now we want to introduce you to a man that we have wanted to meet for quite some yes. time. We spent a few weeks at our vacation home in Panama City Beach, Florida. And while we were down there, we saw a story on one of the local newscasts about a guy who has been uh, he's been spending a fair amount of his time flying supplies and people to and in and out of ukraine from germany
1: and he is the only american doing that and he uh hails from a, a wonderful little town on what's called the forgotten coast in florida apalachicola is his hometown and he is john bone good morning john bone
2: good morning steve good morning johnny
1: hi there we saw your story on the news last week and we both looked at each other and said oh my gosh who is this man uh, we understand that you are part of a, a team called the Ukraine uh, Ukrainian Air Rescue. Is that right, John?
2: That's correct. The organization is called Ukraine Air Rescue.
1: But, and,
0: you, but you are the only uh, American pilot involved in this. Am I correct?
2: Thus far, I'm the first American pilot to take his airplane over there and fly. Mm-hmm. We do have, I just pulled these statistics down as of yesterday, we actually have got 368 pilots that have registered to fly for Ukraine as rescue from 30 different countries.
1: Uh huh. So it, it, the, the war has been going on for seven months now. At what point were you sitting in the living room and you're watching the news and you said, you know what, John Bone, you got to do something about this. I mean, what, what inspired you to get up and get in your plane and fly to Germany and then just get involved in this group?
2: That's pretty much exactly how it happened. My wife and I were watching uh, the tragedy unfold in late February. And she looked at me and said, we need to do something. Hmm. And I have a business associate who lives just outside of Kiev in the Irpin area of Kiev. And his neighborhood in that area was bombed horribly in the early days of the war. And him and his wife escaped with their cat
1: Hmm.
2: and escorted some of their elderly neighbors out of the Kiev area. They were in the woods there in the snow in late February for several days before they finally joined up with some other refugees and made it into Poland. Mm -hmm. And he sent me a message and told me that a plane from Ukraine Air Rescue had delivered supplies to them. And uh, being a lifelong pilot and a general aviation advocate, uh, I looked into what this organization was about, found out that it was a group of general aviation pilots with small planes, and that they were basically providing an air link for a number of different aid organizations, NGOs, non-government organizations,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and that they were flying drugs, medicine, medical supplies, and small planes to the border, and then making those seats coming back available to refugees and also Ukrainian military that were being brought back into Germany for surgical procedures,
0: uh, and uh, prosthetics.
1: Mm-hmm. So you were bringing, um, in many cases, wounded soldiers to Germany for medical care.
0: Were there things uh, that you had to work out to, to coordinate with uh, the authorities in Germany or Ukraine?
2: Yes, all of that uh, was fairly complicated, but was all resolved, Thanks, many thanks to both the German authorities and the U.S. Army. Hmm. who opened up uh, uh, Millett's Pola to us, which is con- leased by the 101st Airborne. And they found out about our organization and invited us to use their airport there.
1: Amazing. Now, I don't know a lot about planes, John, but I'm sure the avia- uh, aviation uh, buffs out there want to know what your plane is. What did you fly from Apalachicola to Germany and then make flights back and forth from Germany into Ukraine?
2: So I have a Cirrus SR-22, mm-hmm. and uh, there's actually seven Cirruses on the Ukraine Air Rescue uh, roster at the moment. And I flew the plane from Apalachicola up to Canada, across Greenland, Iceland, Scotland, and then into Germany. And I flew over there for uh, two and a half months, mm-hmm. and then I, I just flew back last weekend. Same oh, route coming back. How many
1: flights would you say you made from Germany into Ukraine back and forth? So,
2: we didn't actually fly into the Ukraine. The Ukraine airspace is closed. Oh, of course. We flew we flew into an airport in Poland It's about 30 miles from the border. Okay. And mm-hmm. so I made uh, I flew 11 missions from Germany to uh, the border there in Poland. You, and, uh, yeah,
1: go ahead. If you're bringing military back with you to Germany from the base in Poland, how many could you, could you accommodate? Three. Three in your plane.
2: Yes. So, so small planes, what's really interesting about this story is that small planes work very well for this. Because you can put a lot of medicine and a lot of drugs in a small plane. Yeah. doesn't weigh very much. We worked with them on how to package it. Uh, and returning with the passengers, the hospitals, particularly in Germany, are so full, there's, there's, there's over 900,000 Ukrainian refugees just in Germany. Right now. Oh, my oh, God. So, so when, when, when a surgical procedure was available or, or a physician in one of the prosthetic clinics was available, it would only be for one or two people. Mm-hmm. Because people would say, well, why don't they run a 737 and bring 150 people back? Well, there's not room for 150 people to go to the hospital.
0: Uh-huh. There's only
2: room for one or two. So yeah. so Germany is one of the leaders in prosthetics. And there's a, a couple of different clinics there. And so most of my passengers were missing arms and legs. hmm and and the non-government organizations there would make arrangements for the funding and would arrange to bring these these guys who lost limbs to prosthetic clinics.
0: Amazing. In the report that we saw you uh, you do on uh, on TV down in uh, Panama City, uh, you talked about one particular soldier that you brought back who had to to pretend that he was was dead. Was dead. Uh, would you mind sharing that story with our audience? Yeah,
2: uh, you know, that fellow is uh, a fairly famous Ukrainian war hero, and he he fought in the battle in Crimea, and he he had had his arm badly damaged in uh, a battle, and one of the other troops was trying to get him back to their their camp, and there, there was fighting going on with the Russians, and he just said, just leave me here, mm-hmm. just leave me, go back to the battle. And he laid there for two days. He actually he actually tried to cut his arm off. Mm-hmm. It was so bad, but was unable to do so. And while he laid there, he listened to these Russians tortured the other military guys in his unit and killed them all. Mm -hmm. And he laid there, and and he told me he listened to these Russians drinking. When they all fell asleep, he crawled in there with one arm and uh, dispatched all the Russian troops that had tortured and killed his unit. What a story. So you hear You know, you hear these stories not only from the military fellows that you fly, but also from the refugees that Mm -hmm. have survived horrendous atrocities. I mean, things that, stories that you really, you just really can't
1: even repeat. Well, your story is pretty amazing, too, John. And thank you so much for joining us a few minutes uh, today so we could get to know a little bit more about you. We know you're going to fly again. There's no doubt about that, right?
2: Yep. I'll be headed back there. I'm the U.S. representative now for Ukraine Air Rescue. Okay. The website website is Mm ukraineairrescue.de. There's a U.S. language, English language page on there.
1: Okay. Well, tell and so you-
2: I'll be work- I'll be working here kind of for the next few months, Oregon uh, organ responding to the other general aviation pilots that might want to participate. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be headed back again uh, after the first of the year.
1: And we will catch up with you before the, the end of the year, John.
0: And, and John, uh, we're, we're going to be back in Florida in uh, late October and into November. And uh, we'd like to stay in touch with you. And maybe we can, can meet up for coffee or something while we're down there.
1: Thank I you. Looking for...
2: forward to it, Steve and Johnny. Thanks so
1: much Thank for you, John. me on. Appreciate it. John Bone from uh, Apalachicola, Florida.